But I wanted to bring something out. Not, not. I'm, I don't know that I'm going this way. I'm, I don't. But I'm gonna read this and and in Luke chapter ten, and uh, because I read something in here, and y'all heard me minister on this uh, several times, and uh, it's uh, so important that we understand something here, and uh, uh, and, and you know I, I want to say this. I know as a pastor, our, our hearts is for our people to grow and be blessed. Every pastor is that way or they should be that way. Because, you know, we're not going to go beyond, we're not going to go beyond our knowledge of God as far in faith or whatever. And, uh, I know, uh, we, as I was ministering, as I was sharing this and I, in, in my preaching and I was preaching, I wasn't going to share this. Linda brought it up at prayer. And uh, in my preaching uh, in a, at China Springs, just in my ministry, because I I actually preached on uh, uh, about distractions. There, we're we're living in such a distracting time. Y'all know that. I mean, there's so many things to pull our attention away from God and our focus away from God. That's why it says in Hebrews chapter uh, uh, Hebrews twelve two, it says, "Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus." Uh, who's the author and the finisher of our faith? And there's so many things pulling people away from God. You know, the, you got, let me tell you something. The devil's very subtle in how he draws you and how he draws people. He'll draw them away here and he'll draw them away there just very subtly. And really, before long, people are just like, well, you know, God is an afterthought many times. He's not the first thing on their mind. He's just on their mind when something happens. And, uh, I remember, uh, in my, in ministering, I started, you know, I don't do this. I, at several places I go, I minister, uh, I, I tell about Linda's testimony about her brain tumor and about, about how she had to, how God dealt with her to start doing certain things the year prior to finding out she had that brain tumor and, uh, to get into the Word of God, to, uh, to, uh, focus on the Word of God, to get, uh, 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 back to the basics of the Word of God, not, not knowing other than that, uh, uh, saturated in the Word of God, not knowing uh, nothing else other than God, what well, God just wants me to, uh, build myself up because the Bible says the Word will build you. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what's He doing? He's trying, I want to build you up. I want to build your spirit up. I want to build your faith up. And uh, he wants that for all of us all the time, not just for that. But lo and behold, a year later, where she's diagnosed with a major brain tumor. But the thing about it is, I started telling the testimony of that, and and uh, I, 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 it wasn't even in my in my thinking to share that. I mean, it wasn't in my, in my notes. It wasn't a part of nothing. I, in fact, I was thinking, God, this is taking me away from what I'm actually ministering on. And, uh, and I just share, I wind up sharing nearly the whole testimony, uh, through it. And I, I said, I don't know why I'm sharing this. I don't, I don't understand why I'm sharing this because I think I shared it last time I was here. And, uh, but anyway, when I got, when I got through at the end of the service, I was, uh, uh, calling up for people that needed prayer and, and I called out a few things and called them up. And, and, uh, then when, uh, this one young man walked up and he stood up in front of us, uh, Mark took the microphone away from me and he said, Pastor Randy, he was just about crying. And he said, I want you to know why you shared that. Because the guy's name, they call him Bubba. He said, because Bubba two weeks ago was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. That's why you were sharing all that. You were sharing what you did and how you believe God and such as that. 
But here's what Mark told me. Uh, I think he told us this at lunch. He said, I was really praying that Bubba would be there this morning. I was praying that Bubba would be there this morning. I wanted him there this morning. You know, his heart was so for Bubba to, to hear the, the gospel, not knowing what I was going to preach, not knowing what the Lord put on my heart. None of us preachers know what the ministers are going to preach when they get here. We want them to preach and be led by the Holy Ghost. And so no, no preacher, I've had people say, well, what do you want me to preach? Minister, what would you like for me to preach at your church? I said, whatever the Holy Ghost tells you to preach. That's what I want you to preach because that will be the right message. And so uh, he was, and I thought, here's what I thought. And, and don't take this wrong. I hope you don't take this wrong. It's sad that we have to pray, not that we pray, that we have to pray and hope somebody's going to be there. Because obviously, if you have to pray and believe that, they're not there that often. And so they don't want to miss. You don't want him to miss what God, and he's, basically God had me give that testimony to him, let him know there's hope for you. That God can touch you, He can heal you, He can deliver you from this brain tumor. And I'm telling you, it's so important because I'm telling you, you never know what God has for you at any service, any given time. And uh, I've had people say, you know, say that, you know, I, I was, I've been seeking God. I almost didn't come to church. I came and I got my answer. And God has an answer for us. And, and I'm telling you, so many times I've, I've got my answers from just listening to what God has to say. People say, well, you just want people at church. Well, yes, because it's in obedience to God. And I'm telling you, I read this story in, in Luke chapter 10. And uh, this is, uh, in fact, before I went to China Springs, the Saturday, Friday and Saturday before, this particular story would not leave my heart and would not leave my mind. It just stay every time I, every, I mean, I'd be outside doing, doing this, doing that, and this story kept popping up in my heart and my mind. And uh, when I sat down Saturday evening, and uh, to sit and put the put my notes together, this was the story that God wanted me to start with at China Springs. And it says this, it said in verse 38 of Luke chapter 10, Now it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Y'all know who Mary and Martha was? They were Lazarus' sisters. Remember when he died, he told him, if you'd believe, you'd see the glory of God. He said, because I'm the resurrection and the life. And I'm telling you, so she invited him and uh, into her home. And I, I like verse, what verse 39 says. It says, and she had a sister called Mary. Listen to what it said, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She said, you know, I looked this up in the Passion Translation. And I, I was so impressed with what it said and how it said. I've never read it before, and I've preached from this story so many times. And here's what the Passion Translation... I don't think we have the Passion Translation, do we? We need to get that. It said, Mary sat down attentively before the Master, absorbing every revelation He shared. She sat down attentively, absorbing every reg- revelation that He shared. How many believe Jesus was there sharing revelation? Man, if Jesus walks into your house, listen, I believe Mary thought this. You know, I, I, I know there's something about Jesus. I know there's something different about Jesus. All the miracles it does, everything's is coming. We believe He's the Messiah and such as that. And if He's going to come into this house, I'm going to hear what He's got to say. But guess what she had to do is give Him her attention. 
Give him her attention. You said, what can I give God? First of all, your attention. Because if you give him your attention, he's about to impart something into your life that will change you forever. Mary was not about to miss the opportunity to sit down at Jesus' feet and hear what he had to say. So when she walked, he walked in, she sat down, and she, I bet she'd just sit there and like, feed me. See, the Bible says Martha was distracted. It said, but Martha was distracted. Now listen to me. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to the Word of God, but Mary was distracted. I mean, but Martha was distracted. She was distracted. Let me ask you a question, and don't nobody raise your hands or, or shout and poke nobody. How many's ever been distracted in church and your mind was off somewhere else? We all have. Man, I've sat in church before and my mind was on what I was going to eat. Where we're going to go, what we're going to do, how long is this service going to last? And you go in there distracted. If you go in there distracted, if you're not careful, then your whole, your, everything that's being said and everything that's being done is, is pulling you off of what God wants for your life to that distraction, that very thing that's trying to occupy you. But Martha was distracted. This is what it says, was distracted with much serving. And she approached him, Jesus, and said, now listen, I, think about this a moment. She went, she was distracted with much serving and she approached Jesus and said, Lord, let me just say what, let me, can I tell you what she did? She interrupted Jesus. She literally interrupted Jesus because of her distraction. Jesus is trying to teach and she come in and interrupted him to stop him. I'm going to tell you the devil wants to interrupt you where the word of God is stopped where the Word of God is stopped. And so she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Therefore, tell her to help me. I mean, could you imagine Jesus being just in the middle of sharing probably some great revelation, and she sticks her head out the kitchen door and said, Jesus, excuse me, uh, could you... Uh, tell Mary that I'm in here trying to cook you supper and I want to cook dinner for you and I want it to be real nice. And there's nothing wrong with cooking supper or dinner for somebody, but Jesus had already had something to help you a whole lot more than that, that whatever chicken or fish or whatever you got in there cooking. But she was distracted about all those things. She said, I want you to tell Mary. Now listen to this. I want you to tell Mary to get up from what she's doing and get in this kitchen and help me. Did you know I'm going to say something right now? There's a lot of people that's literally interfering with others hearing the Word of God because they want them to get involved in their distraction to affect them hearing the Word of God. But I, you know what? Jesus didn't tell her that. You know what Jesus said? Now, Mary. No. Now, Mary, I'm hungry. And the sooner you get back there with Martha and you help her cook, the sooner I can quit preaching and we can eat. So would you mind going on in there? Hurry along. Hurry along. I'm hungry. What you got to eat, Martha? What you cooking? Oh, my God, I'll hurry up. Now go on in there, Martha. Mary, he, he didn't say that. That's what she thought he was going to tell her. Am I right? That's what she thought. She probably thought this. Martha ain't going to listen to me, but surely she'll listen to Jesus. If Jesus tells her to get her little tail in there and cook, then surely she'll get in here and help me out. 
a little bit. Huh? Come on now. It's amazing how some people think God's all right with them not hearing the Word of God. It's all right. I'm fine with it. Go on. Anyway. Jesus answered. Here's what Jesus did. He didn't say, Mary, get on in there. He answered and said to Martha, 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 you are worried and troubled about many things. You are worried and troubled about many things. It's not just this meal. Did you? How many knows there's a lot of things right now going on in this world that a lot of people are distracted with? We could. Every one of us could be. Every, in fact, the ones of us that are in church tonight, I guarantee there was a lot of things that could keep us out of church today. Am I right? There's a lot of things. You say, even you? Sure, I could find... If I, if I wanted to, I could find all kinds of things to do rather than come to church. But I love church, first of all. And you say, well, you're the pastor. You have to come to church. Let me tell you something. I don't have to go to church. That's absolutely right. Even, listen, I know people that's got jobs. They don't go all the time. It's their job. But see, I look at a ministry more than a job. I consider it a ministry and a help to people. It's not that, well, you know, you, you've got to be there. Listen, I don't got to be there, just like somebody's just whoever said that over there. I get to be here even if I'm the pastor. Huh? And even sitting here, you know, of course I'm preaching, so I'm not, I'm not being distracted in my mind while I'm preaching. But the thing about it is, I have to pull my focus over on God if I got a guest speaker. Sometimes my mind will be wandering off on what I need to do, and I've got to say, hold on, he's got something I need to hear right here. I can't be wandering off in my mind and get off on, on work, because listen to me, you've got to understand, in, in, the, in the view of our lives, just if it's just in view of how long we live on planet Earth, we're promised 120 years. So just in view of that, it's very short compared to eternity. And the thing about it is the Word of God is going to help us live a successful, victorious, healthy, prosperous life if we'll just get a hold of it. And God is trying to impart that to us. But if we're being distracted, then we're not going to get all God has for us in that meeting or in that particular time or that service. Of course, that's why we, in fact, we listen to the people that preach here uh, even if we're not here. So like I say, there's some things I might have to fix, especially if it's Lloyd Lane. I'm just kidding. Lloyd's a, I, I don't know. I didn't hear him really pick on me a whole lot at this service, but, uh, normally he does. And, uh, he actually gave me credit for something from what I said about when I said that, uh, everything has ears when it comes to the word of God, uh, the name of Jesus. God spoke that to me years ago. I put it, we put it on the wall. Y'all remember we put it on the wall. And over on Railroad Street over here, God spoke to me and said, everything has ears when it comes to the Word of God. Everything. Why? The wind and, the wind and waves have ears. The, the, the fig tree had ears. Uh, the circumstance, uh, the disease has ears. Everything has ears when it comes to the Word of God. Because there, when you speak, it hears. And when it hears, it obeys. Amen? Now notice what it says. But one thing, she, he said, you're worried and troubled about many things, but there's one thing that one, but one thing is needed. What did it say? One thing is needed. One thing is needed. It's needed. This is needed in every single one of our lives. This is needed. The new, the easy to read Bible says of verse 42 that says only one thing is important. Only one thing is important. Here's what he's telling Martha. That meal ain't that important. 
But what Mary's getting is very important. It is needed for her. It's needed for you. Basically, what Jesus, I believe, was doing was Lynn was inviting Martha to take a seat at his feet. Inviting her to sit down and hear what he had to say. Why? Because what he had to say could help her in all the things that she's troubled about and all the things that's distracting her to get her focus and her mind on Jesus. Listen, when you hear the Word of God, it brings your focus on the one who sent His Word. It said only one thing is important. Mary has made the right choice and it will never be taken away from her. You know, I think it's the Passion Bible. I'll have it. I'm not going to say it probably exactly right, but that verse 42 says, he, Jesus said to her, I will not rob her of the opportunity. I will not take away her opportunity or, or her privilege to sit at my feet and hear the Word of God. I will not tell, he's saying this, I will not tell Mary to leave the Word. I will not take that privilege from her. So he's telling us that it is a privilege to sit at the feet of Jesus. It's a privilege to hear the Word of God. It's a privilege to read our Bibles. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to seek God. It's a privilege for us to do those things, and we ought not count it any less than that. Glory to God. I'm telling you, God wants us to be blessed beyond measure. I'm telling you, sometimes we, uh, when she said, don't you care? And so many times, uh, we, we have that same, uh, mentality sometimes. Don't you even care, Jesus? Don't you even care what we've gone through? Don't you care what we're going through? Don't you care what's going on in our life? He said, I, I, I care so much about it. I just want you to sit with me and let me minister to you to help you get through it, get out of it, and, and be, be, and be blessed in the process of it. I'm telling you, God loves us so much. Wow. I'm telling you, just to sit at His feet. Distract. To, to look at the word distract in the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary says it's literally to draw apart. To pull in different directions. And separate, hence to divide. To separate and to hence to throw into confusion is to harass as to distract the mind with cares. To distract the mind with cares. God wants us to consider our hearing the Word a privilege. Amen? Amen. A privilege. I wish... I wish I had that verse to read exactly what it was. I do if I, I jumped over here in a different place, but but uh, I don't want to take that time right now. We'll get it on the on the deal. But I'm telling you something. It's verse 42 in the in the Passion. But and I thought you think about this, how Pastor Mark was praying. I pray that Bubba will be in church this morning. I pray Bubba will be in church this morning to hear. He had no idea what God had for me to share. He had no idea, but he knew this. Whatever was going to come out, it was going to help Bubba. Whatever Pastor Randy said or what God gave Pastor Randy to say was going to help Bubba in his hour of need. His wife stood behind him and wept behind Bubba. Because knowing the seriousness, I guess, of a brain tumor right between your eyes and there. 
But I'm telling you, he just was praying that Bubba be in church today. Let Bubba, we laid our hands on him. And I believe it's cursed to the roots and I command it's withered, I declare it's withered and died in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, what a good God we serve. God is so good. I, just lift your hands. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Father. God, we've got, we've got people in here that's miracles that, uh, Billy and Cedric having that wreck. God, you loved them so much that they might have lost their car, but they still got their lives. God, I thank you that you're going to restore sevenfold what the devil robbed from them in Jesus' name. God, Cleo's accident, she's still bending her knee. The bone wasn't even broken, even though they said it was. You fixed that. We thank you for that so much. And God, the other things that might have, each and every one of us might have avoided that we don't even know about. God, because we love you and we care about you and you love us and care about us. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for the opportunity and the privilege that we have, God, to come into the house of God. It's, it's not about how many people's here. It's about what we're getting when we're here. God, help us to always have that, that, uh, that desire for you. That desire, God, to not let the, the cares of this life pull us away, the distractions to pull us away from our purpose in life and what you want for us and our families. God, we want to experience the blessings of God in greater measure, and I believe we will in these last days. God, as we realize the importance of sitting at your feet, God, we know we can sit at our feet driving down the road in our car, we're listening to your word, and, and in, at our homes or, or wherever we might be, we can sit at your feet, God. Oh, giving you our undivided attention, God, absorbing every revelation that you say and speak into our lives that will change us forever. Oh, what a God you are. What an awesome God you are. We appreciate you so very much. No Monday, ha ha. Oh, God, we just appreciate you. You're just giving him a praise right now. God, we praise you right now. We worship you right now. We thank you for your word that liveth and abideth forever. Oh, we appreciate you so very, 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 very much. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. What a good God you are. Do you have that one? It's just that one verse. Jesus said, he he said, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. And she's undistracted and I will not take this privilege from her. What privilege was he talking about? Sitting at his feet and hearing the word of God. He said, I will not take this privilege away from her. That's exactly what he... That, listen to me, if you think about it, that's exactly what Martha was trying to do was take that privilege away from her, to pull her away from the Word of God that had an eternal effect on her, whereas that meal only had a temporary effect on them. Hallelujah. Always know the Word has an eternal effect, but these things of this world is just a temporary thing. It don't last forever. Amen? Praise God. Well... I didn't get to what I wanted to preach tonight. But I thought that was pretty good, didn't you? You said you're quitting there? Yeah. Thought I gave us enough to make us for a little bit. Yes, ma'am. That's right. That's what I said. Not only, I didn't say tonight, but not only was Martha distracted, she was a distraction. So we got to be careful that we're not a distraction. She was trying to distract. Uh, listen, it wasn't just trying to distract Mary. 
she was distracting Jesus and probably everybody else in that meeting. How many knows it wasn't just Jesus, Mary, and Martha? Jesus never went ever anywhere without a crowd. So their living room was probably completely full. Amen? Praise God. I'm telling you, God's good, isn't He? Well, I'm glad you came tonight. Aren't you glad?